0: What's going on guys and welcome back to an all new, brand new episode of Unknown Serial Killers. If this is your first time here, welcome. I am your host Asia and of course we're here to talk about some unknown serial killers. That means we're here to talk about kill- serial killers that we never heard of or we don't know about. Um, Once again thank you guys for joining me. Um, this week we are going to cover a massacre out in the UK. But before we get into that, viewers' discretion is advised because we're talking about murder, violence, and possible drug use. And of course, if you have not tuned in last week and listened to the episode, please go do so now or any of the episodes because you do not want to miss any of them. Without further ado, let's get into the Hangerford Massacre. Michael Robert Ryan was born on May 18, 1960 at Savernack Hospital in Melbourne, Wiltshire, the only child of Alfred and Dorothy Ryan. His father, Alfred Henry, Henry Ryan, was 55 years old when Michael was born. He had worked for a local government agency as a building inspector and died from cancer in 1985 at the age of 80. Ryan's mother, Dorothy, was around 20 years Alfred's Jr. and worked as a school dinner lady before taking employment at Elcott Park Hotel as a waitress. In April 1987, Ryan began employment as a laborer, working, for, working on footpaths and fences near the River Times, approximately 20 miles from Hungerford. He left the job in July and returned to claim unemployment benefits. Ryan was issued a shotgun certificate on February 2nd, 1978, and on December 11th, 1986. He was granted a firearms certificate covering the ownership of two pistols. The license only permitted Ryan to use the weapons at approved ranges. His application stated that he would use them at a target shooting facility in Abingdon, and he was a member of a rifle club as well. He later applied to have their certificate amended to cover a third pistol as he intended to sell one of the two he had acquired since the grantee of the certificates, a Smith & Wesson 38 caliber revolver, and to buy two more. This was approved on April 30, 1987. On July fourteenth, he applied for another variation to cover two semi-automatic rifles, which was approved on July thirtieth. At the time of the massacre, he was licensed to possess eight firearms, which he purchased between december seventeenth, nineteen eighty-six, and august eighth, nineteen eighty-seven. So he had a Beretta nine millimeter pistol, another shotgun, a Browning shotgun, a twenty-two pistol, a self-loading thirty-two pistol, a semi-automatic rifle, and underwood carbon thirty rifle. The first shooting occurred in Savernack Forest, Wiltshire, seven miles to the west of Hungerford. At 1230, 35-year-old Susan Gottfried and her two preschool children had came to the area from Birgit Field Common near Reading for a family picnic. Ryan, openly armed, approached the family and and Susan placed the children in the car. After abducting her at gunpoint, Ryan walked Godfrey 75 to 100 miles into the forest. He had placed down a ground sheet. A police report identified the possibility that Ryan had attempted to rape Godfrey. Ryan shot her 30 times, and her body was found approximately 10 yards from the ground sheet. There was no evidence of sexual assault. Godfrey's children were found by a woman walking in the woods. Ryan left the forest and drove east on the A4, stopping to fill both his car and a petrol can at the Golden Arrow Petrol Station in Froxfield. After another customer at the station left, Ryan shot at the cashier from the fork counter. He entered the store and attempted to shoot her at point blank range. This failed when his gun apparently jammed. He left the petrol station and the cashier dialed 999, which is 911 in the UK. This call had been preceded by another emergency call, possibly possibly by a member of the public who believed they saw an armed robbery at the petrol station. Times Valley Police sent three patrol cars along the A4 to investigate. After leaving Foxfield, Ryan returned to his home in Southview, Hungerford, Beckshire. Arriving there shortly after 1245, he was seen by neighbors who described him as looking upset. Soon after entering his house, one of the witnesses heard gunshots. Ryan had shot the two family dogs. He exited the house with equipment such as ammunition, survival equipment, and a flat jacket. He failed to start his car and instead returned to the home and set the living room on fire using the petrol he purchased from the frocks filled. The result fire destroyed the house and three adjacent properties. Leaving the house, he headed east on Southview towards school playing fields. En route, he shot and killed two of his neighbors, Roland and Shelly Mason, 14-year-old Lisa, who also lived nearby, heard the noise and went to see what it was. Ryan shot her four times in the legs. She sought first aid from her mother and another nearby resident and survived. Ryan was chastised by 77-year-old Dorothy Smith for scaring everybody to death for making making noise although he did not shoot her. Ryan then wounded Marjorie Jackson, one of the people who had seen him arrive home in her back. She telephoned her friend George White for help and asked him to collect her husband from work in Newberry. Past the playing fields, Ryan entered the town's common. He shot and killed 51-year-old Kenneth Clements, who had been walking his dog with his family. The family escaped without injury. At this time, approximately 12.50, Police had linked the incident in Franksville to the many calls they received and hungered for it and instead focused on Southview. Ryan returned to Southview from the comment and the first police officer to arrive aimed to close both ends of the road to contain a possible gunman. These police were unarmed and when Ryan saw the police response, he shot one of the officers, PC, Roger Barrington, in the chest. Barrington, who was in the patrol car, crashed in a telegraph pole. At 12.58, Ryan shot and killed him while he was using his radio to report an active shooter. Still on Southview, Ryan next shot Linda Chapman and her daughter Alice, who had just turned onto the lane in their Volvo. Both were struck, although Linda was able to reverse the car out of the road. Ryan next opened fire on Linda Bright and Hazel Hazlitt in an ambulance that was responding to 999 calls on Southview. Both Bright and Hazlett escaped without major injuries. After this, two of Brenton's colleagues securing the east end of Southview came upon Robert, Kenneth Clements' son, who informed them that the shooting had continued west on Southview. Heading to investigate, Ryan shot at the constables. One took shelter in a home and the other, with Robert Clements, drove across the commons to safety. At 1312, this officer radioed to request support from Times Valley Police Tactical Firearms Unit. Having seen the firearms Ryan was using, the TFU was on training exercise some 38 miles from Hungerford and would not have all its members respond until 1420. The Officer PC Jeremy Wood set up a makeshift common post on the command approximately 500 yards from Southview. Ryan next shot at George White, who had returned from Newberry, having collected Marjorie's, Marjorie Jackson's husband from work. Driving his Toyota into Southview, Ryan shot and killed White instantly and caused severe injuries to Ivory Jackson, who forked death and survived his injuries. Ryan then walked to the junction of Southview and Fairview Road, where he shot and killed 84-year-old Abdul Khan, who was tending to his garden. After firing at and injuring a pedestrian on Fairview Road, Ryan headed back towards the Common. One of the police officers in attendance, P.C. Bernard Maggs, made another 999 call, but by this point, the telephone network had reached its capacity. On Southview, Ryan's mother, Dorothy, returned to her car to see him armed. She shouted for him to stop before he shot her four times with his Beretta, twice at point-blank range. On heading towards the Common, a resident of a parallel street shouted out to Ryan to, quote, kindly stop the racket, end quote. He responded by shooting her in the groin. At 1318, P.C. Wood was joined by two armed police officers at the Common post on the Common. Two minutes later, they saw Ryan at the War Memorial Reaction ground on the edge of the Common. So... Obviously, he had no remorse for other people because he killed his mom without even thinking twice about it. Near the wall, the War Memorial Recreation Grounds, Ryan shot 26-year-old Francis Butler as he walked his dog. At this point, he discarded his carbon. It had been useless since jamming at Frogs Fork. A witness gave Butler first aid, but he died before the ambulance arrived. Ryan next shot at but missed teenager Andrew Caldy, who was on his bicycle on reaching Bull Pit Lane, Ryan killed taxi driver Marcus Bernard, who was en route to see his family between fares. Ryan headed north to Priory Avenue, where he shot and injured John Storms, who was parking his van. By this time, police had set up road diversions, and some of Ryan's victims were drivers affected by those chain of rope. Douglas and Kat. Kathleen Wainwright visited their son on Priory Avenue, where forced to approach from the south, where Ryan was approximately 100 yards from their destination. Ryan shot Douglas dead and injured Kathleen before non-fatally shooting at two other drivers. A van entered Priory Avenue, and the occupants Eric Vardy and Stephanie Bell were shot at. Vardy was killed. At 13:30, Ryan headed southwest towards Pri- Priory Road, shooting at houses as he passed them. Using a Beretta, he shot at a passing car and fatally injured the driver, 22-year-old Sandra Hill. Um, after shooting Hill, Ryan shot his way into a house further down Priory Road and shot the occupants, 66-year-old Jack Gibson and 62-year-old wife Myrtle. Jack was killed instantly, and Myrtle died two days later at the Princess Margaret Hospital in Swindon. From the house, Ryan shot at na- neighboring houses and caused injury and. In to the occupants, at 13:45, the police helicopter arrived and broadcast warnings to the public. One Hungerford hunger resident heard the warning before heading to Priory Road to check on his grandchildren. He took them indoors to safety before being non federally shot in both the shoulder and the eye. Ryan continued southeast on Priory Road, firing at a house before reaching John O'Gart School. Ryan was seen approaching the school where he had formerly been a pupil, although his precise location after approximately 1350 was unknown. If y'all don't know that that's military time, so that's like one fifty. At this point, the TFU secured gardens and houses in the area before surrounding the school at approximately 1,600. At 1640, they heard a gunshot within a school building and more officers went to the scene. The police first saw Ryan at the school at 1726, shortly after he had thrown his, his gun out of the third floor window. Ryan began engaging in conversation with the sergeant without the TFU and informed them of his arsenal and ammunition, claiming that he had a grenade as well as a barretto. He said that he would not exit the building until the police informed him of the welfare of his mother and stated that Hungerford must be a bit of a mess. The sergeant said he understood Ryan when he claimed that his mother's death was a mistake. Ryan reportedly replied, How can you understand? I wish I had stayed in bed. He later shouted, Quote, It's funny, I killed all these people, but I haven't the guts to blow my own brains out end quote. At 1852, after a few minutes of silence, a muffled shot was heard from the school building. Ryan was subsequently unresponsive to police. Shortly after 20 armed police entered a barricaded school room to find Ryan below the window, having shot himself in the right temple. It's definitely a lot to take in, but he really had some skeletons and some demons in his closet. He shot 17 people, including himself, and he injured 15 plus people. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. I know that was definitely a lot to take in. I hope you guys have are having a great week and tune in next week as we uncover another unknown serial killer. And like I always tell you guys, please be nice to people because you never know who they killed.